welcome to the ITC podcast. I am joined here today by Colin Harris. Good morning, Thomas. How are you doing today? Oh, very good. Very good indeed. Everybody loves a Wednesday. It's really a Tuesday. <laughs> and uh, to uh, to give it away, we're recording this on a bank holiday week. So there you go. <laughs> it's really nice having you in here today. So let's start things off by asking who you are and what you do. Well, my name's Colin Harris and I'm the Operations Director of ITC Digital and ITC Digital was formed in 2017 uh, in partnership with ITC Service, who we all work with and work for. And its main objective was to provide, uh, at the time anyway, was to provide websites to ITC Service customers. But as you well know, it's grown wings and it's flown a bit in the 18 months or so since we formed. So what type of things do you like to do in your spare time? Because I know looking through the website, you do enjoy playing instruments. That's correct. Yes. Well, I mean, the whole that my whole sort of story is quite uh, an interesting one because I, I came up to Newcastle in 1994 from Manchester, and I went to Newcastle University to study music. So, how you get from music to running a web agency is um, is quite a path, really. But uh, when I was at university, I uh, didn't so much enjoy the music side of things, but I really enjoyed the computing side because it's the first time I'd ever become exposed to. Uh, the internet and proper PCs and web pages. And because it was a university, we had all the latest gear. So I spent as much time as I possibly could creating websites, going online, using the, the web as it was then, the embryonic services that were available. And I got really into it. So when I finished my, uh, my music course, um, I decided that I really wasn't going to be doing a career in music, but I actually would prefer to do a career uh, using the web and the internet. Because even then, in the late 90s, I saw the, uh, the potential in it. It's quite a divergence going from music then to computing. It is, but um, I, I mean, my, my background is playing brass instruments, so I play and conduct brass bands, and I also write music and compose music. And I find a lot of the people that I uh, perform with have similar backgrounds. They, they maybe not do music as their day job, but they're, they're doctors or scientists or engineers or, you know, they're, they're quite intelligent, capable people. And I think there's, a, there's an adage where we come from of sums and drums, where there seems to be a correlation between music and, uh, you know, the sciences or, 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 you know, engineering, those type of discourses. Yeah, absolutely. So back on the, the subject of the formation of IDC Digital, so was there any major teething issues or problems as you that you encountered as you developed the, the company? Well, it was quite um, an interesting proposition in the first place, really, because I've been doing either been as a freelancer or been running my own business or um, as part of a web agency. I've been doing this job for 20 years now uh, and I was made redundant um, in the autumn of 2017 from the position I held uh, with a web agency, which was merged from a company that I ran and another company. So um, that, was, that was quite a, a difficult time for myself. And I was looking around the job market, seeing what positions the there was, and I had a few interviews, but nothing really got me excited. Um, and then Peter Anderson from ITC Service, who's one of the directors, just on the off chance sent me a message and says, would I like to come in for a chat about ITC Service? So not having anything better to do, I thought, yes, why not? So I'll come in. So myself, Peter and Christopher Potts, who's the other director of ITC Service, had a few meetings. And on the back of that, we um, came up with the idea of forming ITC Digital. So ITC Digital 
um, its initial brief was to service and act on behalf of ITC service, um, to service the clients in terms of their website needs and help out with things like domain names and hosting. It's basically a one-man band, really, just doing some simple websites. Um, so the company is 50% uh, owned by myself and 50% owned by ITC Service. So there's a good relationship between the two of us. So um, I did that for a few months, and then I soon realized that actually because ITC Service is a, a leading IT provider, there's a lot of opportunities for online that go beyond having a pretty website and a nice logo. So we started to look at the opportunities for doing bespoke software development. And that's where the, the growth of the business has been. So we started to look at uh, clients who had access databases, Excel spreadsheets, old systems that were running their business, but they weren't really, um, they weren't really performing because either uh, there was a limit to how they could be used or the person who set them up no longer worked for them. And there's a wide variety of reasons why those systems weren't working properly. So we um, decided to look more into the, uh, the, the the building of actual software products rather than, um, or sorry, sorry, as well as, you know, your websites and your branding and your digital marketing. Now, as far as teething is concerned, it's actually going pretty smoothly, really. So it starts off with myself and now, there's, there's nine members of ITC Digital. We have um, five sort of full-time members of Digital. And then there's another four members of uh, the, the team that sort of work partly with ITC Service and ITC Digital. And we've seemed to have, you know, hit, hit our strides in terms of the different services that we can offer. So as well as the bespoke software, we've looked into do search engine optimization. We do uh, social media, AdWords campaigns. We do branding. We do lots of things. So we're, we're pretty close now to becoming a full service agency, which uh, when you bear in mind 18 months ago, there was just little old me hacking away at WordPress. <laughs> we certainly have done that as well. I mean, running a small business is, is always a challenge. And um, there, there has been obviously, you know, every sometimes you win and sometimes you lose with um, when you do certain projects. But the, the good thing about the environment that we work in is that there's a lot of support from the service side of the business. So we've always got the expertise of 20 or 30 really clever people who can help. So if we're stuck on a, uh, on a matter, uh, we've got expertise on servers, on hosting, on infrastructure, on integration, all sorts of different range of things. And also, it's nice not to have to worry about the basics of running a business, the financial side, the, we've got a lovely office, we've got great premises, transport links are great. So some of the things that, that can take up a lot of time when you're running a business, I don't even have to worry about because of the ITT service and their, um, their infrastructure, if you like, that we can, we can piggyback on and it makes, uh, makes life a lot easier. Yeah, I suppose it would make it entirely a lot easier for anyone if you've got an entire team to help along with all the, the harder things or things that may be a bit more tedious. Well, the, the irony is, is that where we're recording this is in a little room at the, <laughs> in the ground floor of ITC Services office. And this was originally where digital was going to be. <laughs> so we're going to be in this little broom cupboard. And as soon as we had a little walk around, I just thought, no, it's just not the right sort of environment for a, for a creative agency. So we all work together upstairs. So we've got our team are next door to admin, who are next door to sales, who are next door to the help desk. And so there's a great vibe and a great environment. And when clients come in, they don't really know the difference between who's ITT service, ITT digital, who the cleaner is. You know, it doesn't really matter. We're all just part of a, of a really happy family. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree.
So along the, the lines of the formation of IDC and the entire lifespan of it, what would be your proudest project you've worked on? Well, we have, um, I suppose there's, there's two main projects that we've worked on that I'm particularly pleased with. The first thing is the actual branding of ITC service and ITC digital. So ITC digital required a brand, which I just quickly mocked up when I first started um, the business. But I've recently had a complete rebrand. And that, that was a, a really interesting project to work on because it make, forces you as a business owner to actually think about what it is you're trying to portray, who your target markets are. Uh, and you have to look at it. It's, it's often it's harder to talk about yourself than it is to talk about other people. So we, our day job is talking about other people's businesses, putting their content online, seeing how wonderful they are. But then we have to do it for ourselves. It can be quite daunting. So we've got a really fresh brand, which we we spent hours and hours uh, researching with, um, including Nikki, who's my creative manager. Uh, and we've come up with a really nice brand. And we're just in the middle of doing the same thing with ITC service, because once again, ITC services brand is a little out of date. And also uh, there's a consistency issue, i.e. sometimes it's different on the bands to it is on the t-shirts. We need to sort of bring that all together. So that's been an interesting process because again, you know, when you go and pay somebody to do something, you force down a certain route. Whereas when you've got basically all the resources in-house, it can become quite a challenge to, to not just let things drift and to actually make a decision and to set yourself some milestones that's been quite interesting um in terms of the itc digital projects that we've done for other clients we've done a really nice branding project um which extended into web and print for a company called huddle which is run by a very enigmatic gentleman called bruce durham um he recently started set up his own business from working with siemens and he does lots of really interesting things in terms of health and safety, business coaching, um, also on mental health. So we've been working on some really exciting things with him. So it's not just your you know, business cards and letterheads. We've designed for him uh, PDF files, but also these stress cubes. So it's a cube which you can squeeze and it helps get rid of your stress. So that's one way you can get his points across as well. Nikki even did some T-shirt designs for him. So when, again, when I was sat doing ITC Digital right at the beginning. I never thought for a million years I'd be doing t-shirt designs and, and stress balls. And that's been quite interesting. And we've also done some really um, exciting system builds. So we've taken people's systems, um, either their ideas or their existing systems, and then turned them into something a lot more uh, uh, profitable and also useful. So we've done uh, an architectural system uh, for a company called Queensbury, which has taken all of their ideas and putting it into an online system, which has taken about 12 months, but it's just about um, uh, ready for use. We've also worked um, with two separate swimming schools who have, um, who, 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 although swimming is, you may think it's the same thing for everybody, there is actually two completely different ideas about how to run a swimming school from a business point of view. So we've taken both of those ideas and um, we, we created two separate systems basically. So there's lots of different angles you've got to think about, but because it's um, they're both parent orientated, i.e. parents log in, they pay for swimming lessons, they see the registers, they buy badges. It's all about the user interface. So it's got to, we've had to make these things as simple and as easy as possible to use. Um, to ensure that uh, you know that the parents can can access the information, that the client gets the revenue from the system, that it's always up to date and it saves them a lot of time. And we get some really positive feedback because it's a great example of a system where 
uh, every time there was a new term, the client was having to sort of manually register a thousand pupils on Excel spreadsheets, print off PDF files, do certificates. Whereas now they press a button and it's an example of, yes, there is a cost element to these things, but they soon pay for themselves because that's hours and hours and hours not spent doing administration. And it's what computers are, are really good at. That would be much more preferable just to press a single button and have thousands of names the database itself rather than just manually entering themselves, wouldn't they? Well, that's right. And especially with a project like that, it's not just the clever stuff. It's also it's had to integrate with payment systems, with direct debit systems, but also GDPR, which came into play a couple of years ago. That has been a big factor because obviously you've got a database full of parent information, you've got medical records, you've got children's details. So we've had to put... Um, lots of things in place that when the, the data is no longer valid, it gets automatically deleted or um, parents or clients can request that they have their data deleted as well. So there's, there's a serious aspect to these, these systems as well. You know, before GDPR was even a thing, clients like this would have lots of these details on pieces of paper strewn across offices and outside of swimming pools and that sort of thing and it's not you know it's not it's not good for data protection now we've got gdpr they can access these things on an ipad or a, a mobile phone and as soon as the data is no longer needed they press a button and that's it it's gone and everybody's um you know everybody's data is safe and secure that is a very big uh, thing going on at the moment data protection is a very large issue and it's it's always trying to find the ways of the best way of trying to keep that data safe and secure. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So one of the, one of the um, one of the challenges in these types of projects is that the data is valuable because clients like to know, um, you know, who swam with them, or in that case, or how many lessons did they do, or what was which lessons were popular. But we're not allowed to keep the data beyond uh, beyond a certain time. So what we did, we redacted the data, so they know a four year old boy had a swimming lesson but they don't have the name, the address, the email address, anything else to do with it. So in the future, when they're doing their statistical planning for the next terms or for the next um, school years, um, the data is in there, but it's not specific. It's just very general. So the client's still got the business information in the need, um, but they're not sitting there with a database full of, you know, as I say, data births and, and medical records. Yeah, absolutely. So... We always have a wonderful gentleman called Dean Collins. <laughs> and he, he himself is a walking, just a comedian. So with that in mind, what were some of the funniest moments you've ever had at ITC? <laughs> <laughs> well, the wonderful thing about ITC is we love a birthday and we love Christmas and we love Easter and we love these opportunities to, to do something. I think the funniest moment didn't involve Dean. It probably, it, I would say it involved um, our third line uh, engineer, James Wilson, who decided last Christmas that um, our Christmas jumper competition wasn't good enough for him. So he built, he, he bought a full length three piece Christmas suit. And unfortunately you can't see pictures on a podcast, but it was blue with this white sort of snowmen and things like that. And it was just absolutely horrible so that was that was a that was a a, a very amusing moment but uh, we do we do um you know what we do is quite fun and quite interesting um in terms of the creativity and the the, the technologies that we use and it is nice that, that 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 pervades across the entire office and we do have a really good atmosphere here and we do like to you know have a laugh and enjoy ourselves when when the moments um and when the moment's right, but certainly James's Christmas suit that was certainly one of the one of the highlights, definitely. So as cheesy as it, it always sounds, Kate always says, "We are a family." 
Well, we certainly are. And it's thanks to people like, you know, Kate, Peter and Chris, who, as I say, are, are my co-directors um, and all the, the, everybody down from the management structure down. It's just uh, an absolute pleasure to work here. And we, we, we all sort of have a good vibe. And it was like, you know, when I started working here, it was like, uh, it's like I've been here for, for years. It wasn't, you know, who's this weird guy with spiky hair and glasses who's sitting in the corner of the office banging away on his keyboard. It was actually, you know, hello, Colin, how are you? Let me introduce myself. And as the teams have developed, because um, that's what I get off on. I, I'm not particularly bothered about, you know, numbers and sales targets and, and you know, profits and all these sort of things. My fun comes from actually, um, you know, passing on my, my sort of years of experience and knowledge to other people. And I enjoy looking at young people like yourself, Thomas. Hello. <laughs> um, and also the, the, the rest of the team, both in digital and in service. I love seeing them grow and develop and learn new skills and learn new talents. And it, that, that's, that's, that's the really sort of exciting thing for me because this is the only real industry in the Northeast that's actually growing at the moment because of the economy. Most, uh, most of the other industries are contracting, but tech and digital um, there's so many opportunities out here, especially in the Northeast, and I love it. I really do love seeing clever people like yourself and the rest of the team come in with your ideas and with your enthusiasm and saying, you know, there's the ball, go and run with it and try out some of the new things. And especially what you do, Thomas, you know, you do the social media, the digital marketing. It's never the same from one day to the next. And it's so interesting. And it's, it's, it's also applying that to the team who do the development, who do the design. Um, we also work with um, uh, young people, apprentices. We have people coming in on internships, even if it's for half a day. You know, it's really, really interesting to work with all these um, different types of people. Yeah, I totally agree. In, in the same vein of every day being different, it's the same with the podcast. There's a great example. Every podcast is different. It's never the same person. It will eventually happen, but it'll still be a different topic. It'll be a different conversation. And that it's very reflective of how digital marketing really is. Because uh, you take every day as it goes. Absolutely. And the, the proliferation of the different platforms that people are using, especially business to business, because um, it's quite interesting to see what platforms work for different types of businesses. Uh, what, what's in vogue now, what's coming up in the future, what's what's no longer valid. It's, it's just there's no rule book. And... This is the unfortunate thing when you go to, um, you know, you learn the basics from things like universities and colleges, but sometimes the stuff that you've learned can be out of date by the time you go into a job. But if you've got the skill sets of being flexible, of um, doing your research first, of keeping your eye on trends and on the market, and that's the sort of skills I'm trying to sort of impart on, on the, the, the staff at Digital. Uh, it gives you then that basis of being able to sort of be flexible because what I did 20 years ago, I don't think would even run on a server now. And I've had to be flexible as a, as a, as a developer and as a, as, a, as a coder. So, uh, you know, you guys are going to have to be the same, you know, have that sense of principle. But 20 years ago, if you put an image on a website, it was like, wow, oh my God, you know, that's the most groundbreaking thing I've ever seen in my life. And now you look at what websites and what systems can do. Um, we've all got a little black shiny boxes in our pockets and we all use them morning, noon and night. And that's the, that's the way the technology has gone. And it's, it's, um, it's just so exciting. Yeah. I mean, you have to be very adaptive in these industries now. And it's like, if you go to school and a college or university and you spend three or four years learning about this one thing, you can be an expert at that one thing, but by the time you're out of it and you're already on a job, it's a different thing entirely. It's, it's evolved into something entirely new. Absolutely. And I just think about what I used to do, you know, in terms of 
um, designing and development and I look at it now. I mean, like the big change in the industry has, has come from the, first of all, the technology that people are using, i.e. tablets and mobile phones, but also connectivity. Uh, I'm old enough to remember connecting to a modem and getting all the squeaky noises and then you waited about 10 minutes and then you could, you know, you pressed press the link for a web page and you go off and make a cup of tea and come back again. Now, everybody's got these things in their pockets and in an instant they can access whatever information that they want. So it has all completely changed and it's, um, you know, it's so exciting. And now it's gone the other way now and people are now worried about being too intrusive. They're being too much access to too much information. Uh, GDPR, again, is a great example. You know, people realize actually there's all this information out there. Who's controlling it? Who's looking at it? So now we're looking at not just being... Um, you know, clever at what we do, but also smart. So designing systems and websites where there's a minimum of interaction required to place an order or to get the information that you need or whatever, whatever the objectives are of the site, rather than it being something that's time consuming, because we just don't, we don't have time anymore and we can, we expect everything straight away. And that's the, that's the challenge now for, um, for us is to make these things as quick and easy and as simple to use. And also to react to changes in technology because this is this is not slowing down. There are all these different types of technologies now. You know, your fridge is internet enabled. You know, you go on your fridge and access information. There's all these different devices. There's also the, 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 they're expanding the technologies as well. So you've got things like augmented reality, virtual reality. Uh, it's just you know, there's just there's so many exciting things. So there's sort of one page website that says hello and has four paragraphs all about your company. You know, that's gone now. It's like, what do you want? I want your phone number. There is in the top left hand side, go away. You know, that is now the, the, the what users are expecting. It's very similar to how computers kind of evolved over time. We've gone from having really difficult, ancient, archaic machines which would connect to the modem. And I remember having a, a Windows XP machine wired with a Cat 5 to our modem. And we are, even now, we've gone over through so many generations, we're up to now in almost quantum computing. Wow. Can't wait for that. You, you might have a computer that works then, Thomas. Yeah, I'll still break it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an absolutely lovely having you, Colin. Oh, pleasure. Uh, if you've liked this podcast and you've enjoyed what you've heard, or if you've got any questions or would like to make any statements, uh, you can contact us on any social media platform by pressing your post with hashtag ITC podcast. And we'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you very much, Thomas, and good luck with it.